0: Hey there future fans, this week we have 16 movies coming out, and as you can hear, I'm sick. Right, everyone, welcome to the show. That's right, my voice is a little different. That's because I've been coughing a whole hell of a lot. Uh, I blame my wife, she gave me the cold. Even though I said I wasn't gonna get it, I was sure, no, I am not gonna get this one. I am gonna let this one pass me by, but nope, it it got me and it clung on and it's it's been, it's been holding on. I have a hot toddy I'm drinking. It's kind of a play on a Sam's Firewater if you've ever had that. So Sam's Firewater is ginger juice. This doesn't have any ginger in it, uh, but it's normally ginger juice, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and honey. This we have whiskey, lemon juice, hot water, honey and cayenne pepper and it's it's great because well I can't taste it uh, I, I'm just gonna assume it's great because my wife made it for me yay thank you But anyway we're still doing a show because it is a really big. Week. If Snarf Chris found out I was still doing a show, even though I was sick, he would tell me not to. But uh, guess what? He's not here. We live on other sides of the country. So until the podcast network takes off and we can be in the same area mo- more of the time, um, I'm going to do it even when I'm sick. So here we go. So let me tell you what it is I do here and who I am. I am Billiam. I usually have a deep and sultry voice. This time it's deep and scratchy. And I work for the somewhat nerdy podcast network slash website this is futureflix with billiam and on this show we do quite a few things we start off with the news and i have big news regarding the news that'll come later but we start out with the news that's any news that has caught my eye between the last episode and now we then go into any new trailers in the trailer trove everyone's favorite segment. Then after that, we go into the limited releases. Those are movies where I just tell you the premise and who's in it. Sometimes I'll say a few words. Then we go into the wide releases and interesting indies. These are movies that either really caught my eye or getting wide releases. So I tell you what it's about, who's in it, and I give you my thoughts on it. I also give it a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score. That score can go anywhere from a zero for those terrible movies to an 11 for those movies that take it up that extra notch. We wrap the show up with the question of the week, and then we send you along on your way to listen to the other great podcasts in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. So normally around this time, I would start off the new segment by saying the first segment which, as always, is the news. And you know what? I could still say that, and I think I will say it, but I have an intro. I finally have an intro. I did it with the help of my microphone and a metal popcorn tin that I got for uh, Thor Ragnarok. Yes, all right. So without further ado, here is the premiere of the new intro for the news segment. This just in from Hollywood, the news and i only realized afterwards that i was doing that kind of uh, what's actually called the transatlantic accent that's why in so many old movies you'll you'll hear people talking like that it doesn't really come across when i'm sick but it's a real thing it's called the transatlantic accent and it's supposed to be a mix of american and british if you listen to the watch your mouth podcast which you definitely should the voice of sugarcock O'Malley, done by ken petrie is done in a transatlantic or mid-atlantic accent. So that's why after I did that and I was listening to the latest uh Watch Your Mouth, I think, "Oh wow, did I subconsciously copy Ken?" Well, the answer to that could be yes and no just because of it's not like he actually invented the voice, but I hear that voice every week. So, who knows? So anyway, yes, it's the news. Uh, As most of you have already heard, on September 6th, we lost a screen legend. Mr. Burt Reynolds passed away. He is, of course, known for such classics as Smokey and the Bandit, the always hard to watch Deliverance, and Boogie Nights. He was 82. And speaking of Burt Reynolds, Smokey and the Bandit is returning to theaters for a nine-day run from September 12th to September 20th. It will have a $5 ticket price and will play at 240 locations Uh, amc locations nationwide so do some google foo if you want to watch that and see if it's coming to an amc near you next in the news according to variety the academy has backtracked on their popular movie oscar category they say it quote merits further study end quote and the category will not be at the 91st academy awards This category was first thought of because of the criticism the Oscars routinely get for constantly snubbing popular pictures in favor of lesser-known indie films. So, you know, we'll see where this goes, if they'll revisit it later, if they won't. Uh, The only thing we do know is what YouTuber Philip DeFranco said on his show, if Black Panther gets nominated or if it gets snubbed, either way, the internet will riot. It's either going to be, oh yeah, look at this, this huge Comic book film with a primarily black cast gets nominated. yeah, we're rioting. Mind you, not a real riot because it's the internet or it got snubbed. It's because they're black. Okay, that's a little dramatic. Um, some will believe that. Some will believe because it's a comic book movie and thus a popular film. So we'll see where this goes. Actor Bill Daly has passed away. He passed away on September 4th. He's best known for his role as Major Roger Healy in I Dream of Genie and as Howard Borden on The Bob Newhart Show. And finally in the news, some news I picked up from both Variety and, again, I find myself quoting Philip DeFranco. In Predator News, scenes were cut after actress Olivia Munn brought to the attention of 20th Century Fox that the actor she had some scenes with was a registered sex offender. Shane Black jumped to the defense of the gentleman saying he believes in giving second chances, but then everything hit the fan when actually what this guy did came to light. Actor Steve Strigel got in trouble for apparently attempting to lure a 14-year-old girl into a sexual relationship via the internet. And to make it just a little bit worse, just a little worse, she is a distant relative of his. 20th Century Fox came out and said they knew nothing about this, and Shane Black then came out and said he was basically lied to by this gentleman, I'm sorry, I shouldn't call him a gentleman, by this predator. So it's kind of fitting that he's in The Predator, right? Because he's a predator himself, but that's neither here nor there. Shane Black said he was misled, didn't know the full extent of the crimes, and apologizes for putting this guy in a bunch of his movies, including Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys. Olivia Munn recently did an interview with The Hollywood Reporter where she was the only one of the cast to show up. All of the others backed out. She said she's been getting the cold shoulder from everyone, including Shane Black, and none of them have talked to her since. She stood by her her choice and said that she would rather lose her career than just stand idly by and let a predator like this work in Hollywood. A spokesperson for Keegan-Michael Key spoke up and said that, Keegan-Michael Key was not scheduled to be at that Hollywood Reporter interview, and also that Keegan-Michael Key had reached out to Livia Munn and thanked her for her bravery and basically told her good job, and Sterling K. Brown took to the internet and basically said the same thing, going, hey, you did a good job, I wish we knew, yada yada yada. So that is it for the news, let us step into our next segment, which is the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer troll. All right, everyone, we have a first look at the next Jake Gyllenhaal movie, co-starring Carey Mulligan and Ed Oxenbold. This film is called Wildlife, and it's the first film directed by Paul Dano. Yes, that Paul Dano, the guy from Little Miss Sunshine, Love and Mercy, and Swiss Army Man. This film is about a boy watching as his parents' m- parents' marriage falls apart, and his mother suspects his father of cheating and in turn finds another man while the father is working in another city. Uh, This looks intense. It looks really intense, and it's set for an October 19th limited release. Instant Family got itself a first trailer. This is the family comedy semi-based on a true story starring Mark Wahlberg, Rose Byrne, Isabel Mornare, Octavia Spencer, and Tig Notaro. This is about a husband and wife who adopt a teenage foster child and her two younger siblings, and then the fun that follows. This has a November 16th, 2018 release date. We have a second trailer for the new Halloween, and it looks amazing it looks like the f- the first good one since rob zombie took over and jamie lee curtis looks great in it check out the trailer it shows you more but without any spoilers and it looks great this has an october 19th 2018 release date and finally this year we're getting some horror around halloween thank you Next up, have you seen this trailer for The Beach Bums starring Matthew McConaughey, Snoop Dogg, Ilse Fisher, Zac Efron, Jonah Hill, and Martin Lawrence? No? Well, it's not my kind of movie, but though it might be yours. It's about some poet and how much he does drugs and parties, and you know what? I'm just not into that. No thank you. But if it sounds like your thing, check out the trailer. I get it. The movie is about more than that. But when you show me a trailer that prominently features those things... Don't expect me to hope for a deep and thoughtful movie just because it has some good acting in it. Beach Bum has a March twenty-second, 2019 release date. And do you remember back in the year 2000 when the Russian submarine K-141, aka Kursk, sunk in the Barents Sea? No? Well, guess what? my voice is breaking. That's right. It's 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 like puberty all over again. Hey guys, I got new acting medication. It's great. Well, there's a movie coming out about it and it starts Leah Sado, I think as I say it, Matthias Schoenartz and Colin Firth. This is a biopic about that incident and it's called Kursk. I won't be watching this for one reason, for one reason only, because I can't stand drowning in movies. It's one of the worst things I can watch. But if it's If this interests you at all, keep an eye out for it. It looks really good, but it has no American release date yet, so we'll see when that is. And finally in the trove, let's talk about a movie about one of my favorite people, Vincent Van Gogh. The film At Eternity's Gate got a trailer, and boy does it look great. This stars Willem Dafoe in what could be his greatest role, also stars Oscar Isaac as Paul Gauguin, and also has Mads Mikkelsen and Rupert Friend. This film is about Van Gogh's time in the in Arles which didn't go that well for him to be honest and and his meeting with Paul Gauguin. I can't wait for this. Willem Dafoe doesn't use an accent in this film and normally that would bother me, but his performance looks so good that I think he can overcome that downfall. This film has a November 16th, 2018 release date. And with that, my friends, let us step into the limited releases and indies section. But after a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio, stay tuned.
1: Are you troubled by a lack of common interest in your social sphere? Do you experience feelings of nostalgic sentiment in your day-to-day life? Do your family or co-workers not understand your quotes, quips, or references? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up the phone and download the nerdiest professionals in the galaxy. Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Our nerdy and informative hosts are available 24 hours a day on your favorite podcast app to fill all your super nerdy needs. Good, Good journey, nerds. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio, Future Flicks with Billiam, and Nerds of the Squared Circle on iTunes, SoundCloud, and your favorite podcast app or stream us at SomewhatNerdy.com. Good journey, nerds.
0: Right, everyone, we are back with the limited release section. Let's start with a film called MDMA. In 1984, the most powerful drug dealer on the West Coast was a 19-year-old girl. This is based on actual events, and this stars Annie Q, who was in a few episodes of The Leftovers, and no one else of note. Technically, not even her. Not even she's of note. Basically, what this movie is, is about some girl who's great at science developing a new type of ecstasy and then doing it, having a lot of sex, doing a lot of drugs, becoming a drug lord, and how everything ends well for her. Yay! No, it probably doesn't. She probably dies. She probably gets AIDS. She Something terrible happens, because these movies don't end well. Don't watch this. It doesn't look that good. This week, we have a ton of documentaries, and the first one is called the Dawn Wall. Legendary free climber Tommy Caldwell tries to scale one of the last unscaled swaths of rock in the world, the infamous Dawn Wall of El Capitan in Yosemite National Park. So basically, this guy goes out to El Capitan and looks at this wall that no one has ever scaled and goes, oh, a completely vertical climb with almost no handholds. Fuck yeah, let's do this. What could possibly go wrong? You know what? This might be interesting to watch, but um, I don't care enough about rock climbing to put this on my list. For one day, I stumble upon it, maybe, just maybe, get to watch. But if you're into rock climbing, check this shit out. Next up this week, we have a film called Bel Canto. A world-renowned opera singer becomes a hostage after she's invited to perform for a wealthy industrialist in South America. During the hostage situation, she's asked by the rebels to sing for the cameras, spectators, and police outside in order to get a peaceful end to the standoff. This stars Julianne Moore from Magnolia, Ken Watanabe from Inception, and Christopher Lambert from Highlander. And this could have been really good, but from the basic premise it sounds stupid. These people are in a hostage situation, so she's gonna sing to save them all. Yay! The the opera singer saves the day by singing and and sings love into everyone's heart. And yes, yes, I know there's going to be more than that to the movie, but the the trailer made it look like that. That's basically what it is. And even the um even the synopsis made it sound like that. That's all there is. So this sounds like a stupid idea. Next up, we have another documentary called. Antonio Lopez, 1970. Sex, Fashion, and Disco. This is a documentary about, guess what? Antonio Lopez, the most influential fashion illustrator of the 1970s Paris and New York. And again, a documentary about someone famous who I had no idea existed because the art world, or not the art world, the fashion world, I guess the art world too, is it's completely Own place. It has this, has all their own celebrities, all their own drama that no one else in the world knows about. Like, who the f is Antonio Lopez? People talk about him in this trailer like he's big sh** and some world-renowned. He changed the way people look at things. It's like, who? And that's not, I'm not trying to take away from what he did. That's more of a comment on how closed off the fashion world is from the rest of the world. Anyway, next up we have a movie called American Chaos. This is a documentary about a liberal going to Trump states and interviewing them about why they love Trump. So basically, it sounds fing boring. This could be an honest it could be an honest movie, a documentary, where this guy honestly shows why people like Trump, and it could equally be a one sided thing where he just finds these stupidest motherfuckers to interview, these stupidest assholes, and then goes, look, this is your average Trump supporter. I hate movies like this. I hate documentaries like this, no matter the politician they're talking about, even if I love or hate the politician. It could have been about Obama. It could have been about Bush. It could have been about Clinton, Reagan. I don't give a shit. Documentaries like this are usually one-sided mud singing fests, and that doesn't interest me. Next up, uh, actually, let me count. One, two, three, four. We have four more limited release movies, and the next one is called The Angel. This is based on the true story as of Ashraf Marwan, the son of Gamal Abdel Nasser, the second president of Egypt. Uh, the son-in-law, that is. I'm not sure if I said that. Marwan acted as a spy for Egypt. Israeli intelligence in order to stop a war that Egypt was planning. This stars Marwan Kanzari from Murder on the Orient Express, Walid Zwaitir from London Has Fallen, and Toby Kebel from War for the Planet of the Apes. And once again, we have a movie with an interesting premise, but it just looks like it was done poorly. It doesn't look like it's worth anyone's time. We have one last documentary. And it's called Hal. This is a documentary about filmmaker Hal Ashby and his obsessive genius and how it led to an unprecedented string of Oscar-winning classics such as In the Heat of the Night, Harold and Maude, Being There, and Coming Home. So yeah, if you're familiar with Hal Ashby's work, check out this documentary. Uh, It looks like it does him a great service. Two movies left in the limited section. The next movie is called... The Children Act. A judge must decide the fate of a teenage boy who is refusing a life-saving blood transfusion because of his religious beliefs that some believe were forced upon him by his parents. All the while, she watches as her home life crumbles. This stars Emma Thompson from Nanny McPhee, Stanley Tucci from Spotlight, and Fian Whitehead from Dunkirk. And I'm really surprised this movie didn't make the cut just because that cast is amazing. But it it just looks like that in-between movie that these actors are doing until a good movie comes along. And the topic is so touchy. So either the parents are going to be these radical people who are going to look like idiots or the kid's going to look like an idiot because he's some crazy evangelical I'm not sure if even is still the same word for a Jehovah's Witness, but whatever. Unless this film shows more of the Jehovah's Witness side of things. like I, like I, I am not one of them. I am perfectly fine with getting the blood transfusion. Uh, you know, if it'll save my life, f***ing do it. And personally, I refuse to believe God would hate you, would smite you for accepting a life-saving procedure. But that's neither here nor there. That is my personal opinion. Uh, this movie just looks, eh, it, it just looks okay. If you like these actors a lot, then check it out. If you think it looks mildly interesting, then check it out. And finally, in the limited release section, we have a film called Unbroken Path to Redemption. The unofficial sequel to Unbroken This tells the story of the next chapter of Louis Zamperini's life. This takes place after his time in a Japanese POW camp and how he finds God and overcomes his past. This stars Samuel Hunt from Chicago PD and Merritt Patterson from the Royals. And once again, we have another one of those movies that looks like it doesn't belong in a theater. That it should be the type of movie sent along to churches that they play one day after church going, Hey, y'all, after the service, we are playing a movie. Stay if you want. There'll be you know finger sandwiches and cookies, and that is the perfect place for movies like this. Just not in the theater. These aren't good enough. They're not worthy enough of the big screen. And if people still want to see them, guess what? The message is going to be strong enough that watching it on a smaller screen won't bother you. But if your church is anything like my church, then they have a a somewhat nice system going on. Even my old church. Uh, which I was kicked out of. Long story. Uh, My old church, which is a poor Presbyterian church, still has a somewhat nice sound system and video system going on. And you know what? If if the message of the movie is truly about about God and, and God, how God works, then it would work fine on one of those screens. And that is it for the limited release section. Let us take a break and listen to a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio, and then we'll jump into the wide release section. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in the Squared Circle. Join me, Starf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Somewhatnerdy.com's Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back with the wide releases and interesting indies. My voice uh, is starting to crack a little more, so we'll see how that goes. Let's see if I can make it. The next movie, or the first movie in this section, is going to be one called Where Hands Touch. Lena is the 15-year-old daughter of a white German mother and a black father. She lives in fear due to the color of her skin. Set in Germany in 1944, she meets Lutz. The son of a prominent SS officer and a member of the Hitler Youth, which is mandatory for all Aryan boys since 1936. The two fall in love and put both of their lives at risk by doing so. This stars YA movie superstar, Amandla. Amanda, that, that always throws me That's not Amanda, it's Amandla. Like, like, really, what is the story behind that name? Is that a real name from somewhere? Or did her mother just go, I want to name you something different. Amandla. Anyway, Amanda Stenberg from *The Hate You Give*, Abby Cornish from *Sucker Punch*, George McKay from *Captain Fantastic*, Christopher Eccleston from *Thor: The Dark World*, and Tom Goodman Hill from *The Imitation Game*. And you know what? This looks good. This looks well acted. This looks like a plausible, uh, a plausible movie. And I also think it will show another side of of the the German life back then. Because in a previous episode, in many episodes, I've talked about how killing nazis in a movie is one of the only things that you don't feel bad about a group of people get slaughtered they were just nazis who gives a f- no one no one gives a f about nazis but the truth was that for some of them like i'm assuming this character lutz some of them didn't have a chance they were children they were brought up in the hitler youth they were not given another route they were not told otherwise and they were basically brainwashed it's not like there was someone else in all these people's lives going, oh, hey, maybe don't be a gigantic asshole. Hey, maybe don't judge people just because they're Jewish. Hey, maybe don't uh, take place in this genocide or take part in this genocide. So I think this could potentially tell a very interesting story, one that we're afraid to tell a lot just because of how, like I said, we all view Nazis, like, and kill them. Like, do you remember in the Inglorious Bastards movie, when there, there was that guy that was on his knees, and he said something about dying for his country, and the bear Jew comes out and just smashes his head in with a bat. That was amazing. You can make a movie with just Nazis getting their head heads bashed in, and I do believe people will watch it. And yes, I bet you there were a bunch of a bunch of them were monsters. I bet you a lot of them were really gung ho with this. And yeah, f- them. But I also bet you there are at least a few who didn't have a choice. And I think this will help tell that story. At least people who went along with it because they didn't feel like they had a choice. And one of them just so happens to fall in love some with someone that they shouldn't. Someone of color. Someone who's... Okay, I just spent a little while trying to do a German accent, but I, I, I can't do it with my voice the way it is. But uh, with someone who's obviously lesser because of the color of their skin. Whatever stupid reason these people would have. This could tell a very good story. But this could... Equally be just some teen romance thrown into World War II, and we just get that with a underdeveloped story So the trailer doesn't show enough to make me think one way or the other So that's why I can't fully recommend this movie But I think it is something you should keep your eye out for because it does look interesting Where hands touch gets a 6.5 out of 11 The next movie this week, I'm not going to talk about that much because I've already talked about it on the show. And why is that, you may ask? I didn't actually make a mistake this time. No, what it is is I talked about the limited release. Now it's getting a slightly bigger release, still not huge, but bigger than it was. That movie is called Patient Zero. And if you remember, that was the zombie ish movie starring Natalie Dormer, Matt Smith, and Stanley Tucci about these two people, Dormer and Smith, who are just looking into this zombie virus and trying to, which is more like a rage zombie. So not a typical zombie, but a rage zombie, uh, trying to find out what makes them tick. And one day they capture what seems like a super smart zombie who's capable of speech and talking to them, who is played by Stanley Tucci. And that is what made me go f. Yeah. For my full discussion on this, go back to episode 100. It was the pick of the week. But now, if you if you were interested in that movie and it didn't come anywhere near you, now it may. Let's go to the next movie of the week. We have one, two, three, four, five more. The next film of the week is called Mandy. Red Miller, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious sect who slaughtered the love of his life. This stars Nicolas Cage from Gone in 60 Seconds, Andrea Riseborough from Birdman or the Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance, and Linus Roach from Vikings. Nicolas Cage is an American treasure. I've said it before, I will say it every time he comes up. The greatest thing about him is that he throws himself into his roles. He is always Nicolas Cage and he's various shades of Nicolas Cage. You can have a more low key Nicolas Cage like in Captain Corelli's Mandolin, or you could have Nicolas Cage from Mandy. Let me just describe a couple of the scenes that I saw in the trailer. So so basically, in this movie, this unhinged religious sect that I mentioned in the the synopsis, I'm not sure if he kidnaps or murders the um, Red Miller's wife or girlfriend or person he loves, someone. This kind of weird looking woman, honestly, who looks like she probably belongs in this religious sect. They take her, do something with her, so he goes out hunting them. And so he forges himself a this stainless steel looking axe that's like three or four feet long and has blades on both sides and has a handle in the back this really weird looking thing and he goes around with that and a crossbow taking out motherfuckers almost the entire movie at least from the trailer looks like has this red tint to it and there's a scene where he has a chainsaw duel with someone a chainsaw duel he has a chainsaw this guy has this obnoxiously long chainsaw that's like two three feet long just the blade and they start fighting with it what more do you need you need quality storytelling or quality anything else when you have a chainsaw duel are you kidding me Nicholas Cage's new home seems to be in these straight-to-video worthy and or super indie movies Mom and Dad was, God, did it go straight to video? No, I think it hit the theaters for a little bit and then it went to Netflix or Hulu, one of those services. And a lot of his movies are doing that and I'm not entirely sure how much he cares because he gets to be Nicolas Cage in these movies. In Mom and Dad, he got to sing the Hokey Pokey while breaking apart a pool table with a sledgehammer. How Nicolas Cage is that? But here's the thing. Here is a thing about Mandy. You already partially know if this is interesting to you at all. Do you like Nicolas Cage? If you don't, f***ing stay away from this as much as you can. Because there is nothing more Nicolas Cage than this movie. Do you like Nicolas Cage? It still may interest you. Do you like super stylized quasi horrors then if not stay away from this no matter how much you like Nicolas Cage because this is one of those regardless of his chainsaw duels god damn it chainsaw duels Uh, but here's the ultimate here's the ultimate point here is the bare bones thing this isn't a movie you need to see in theaters there are better quality movies that are still fun that can be seen in theaters that would be more worth it This movie, it's definitely coming to a streaming service. That is Nicolas Cage's new M.O. So wait, wait for it to come to Hulu or Netflix or Amazon Prime because you should have all of those. If you like movies, you should have all three of them and then watch it that way. This looks like fun. It looks like stupid fun. It looks like this is going to be a plot barely held together, but it's still going to be enjoyable because of how crazy it is. Chainsaw Duel, come on. Mandy, it's nine out of 11. And it's at this point where I would like to remind my listeners, for those of you who may be new, because I haven't said this in a couple episodes, that the Bills score is based on just my interest. So just because it gets a high score doesn't mean it's going to be technically a good movie. It just looks interesting. All right, next up this week, we have a movie called, that's my voice almost cracks again, called Lizzie. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Lizzie Borden lives under the strict rule of her father. One day, they hire a new maid, and the two start to fall for each other. They both realize they can't be happy while the parents are still alive, so they do something about it. This stars Kristen Stewart from Cafe Society, Chloe Sevigny from Big Love, Kim Dickens from Gone Girl, Fiona Shaw from Harry Potter, and James Sheridan from Sully. So when this trailer first came out, I made a joke about, oh, they're just gonna make her lesbian, (laughs) ha ha ha. Apparently, Anne told me this is a thing. This is a known thing or not known, but a suspected thing that maybe she was having a, a, a lesbian relationship with someone. I have never heard of that in my life and I'm not doubting her, I believe her. So that blows my mind that how have I not heard about this? I've heard about the Lizzie Borden story for years, for decades, and I've never heard that. So apparently they're just retelling the Lizzie Borden story, but just throwing in that little fact there. And then having Kristen Stewart and Chloe 70 kiss a lot and then murder people. So Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her father 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she kissed a girl and she liked it. That's the new rhyme. That's what actually that's what Katy Perry should have sung about. She tastes like cherry chapstick and murder. All right. All joking aside, this could be good. Uh, Kristen Stewart has really turned her career around and she has been in some really well received movies where she has been mentioned as Wow! Look at her. Look how good she is. Chloe Seventy is great. Uh, I'm not that familiar with the others. I just know Fiona Shaw played a fantastic, terrible human being in Harry Potter. So if you want to watch a well-acted movie that retells the Lizzie Borden story with just a little more focus on her lesbian side, then watch this. Otherwise, skip it. Lizzie gets a 7 out of 11. All right, next up in this episode, we have a film called... A Simple Favor. Stephanie is a mommy blogger who wants to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily's sudden disappearance from their small town. This This is a Paul Feig film starring Anna Kendrick from Pitch Perfect, Blake Lively from The Shallows, and Henry Golding from Crazy Rich Asians. And there's something about this movie I don't like. It should be up my alley. This is a seems like a tense mystery. Kind of like Gone Girl, but with hints of single white female. But I just can't get behind the movie. The trailer is just, eh. I I can't do it. I'll probably watch this, just because I like Anna Kendrick a lot. But... Mm. i i would never choose to see this in theaters this looks ultimately skippable it looks like a movie that came out too late like it should have been closer to gone girl and when a lot of those we, we had that span a few years back when there were a lot of mysteries coming out like big named mysteries coming out and this is when it should have happened it would have done a lot better then uh it's it's not going to do terrible now it's just not going to be the movie everyone watches this week there are two bigger ones to see and you know what you know what i will do if i ever think about what it is about this film that i don't like what it is about the trailer that just rubs me the wrong way i will let you know and i will go hey you listeners i figured it out oh i got it but i don't so right now i will just give you my score a simple favor gets a 6.5 out of 11 All right, ladies and gentlemen, two movies left this week. The next film and the one that didn't make it as my pick is called White Boy Rick. This is based on the true story of teenager Richard Wersh Jr., who became an undercover informant for the FBI during the 1980s and afterwards became a big time drug dealer. This stars Matthew McConaughey from Dallas Buyers Club, Jennifer Jason Leigh from Atypical, Piper Laurie from Carrie, Belle Powley from Diary of a Teenage Girl, and introducing Richie Merritt in his first role as White Boy Rick himself. And look at these teenagers. We had This is our second movie this week about teenagers d- like starting to deal drugs. First we had MDMA, and now we have White Boy Rick look at these kids they are taking life by the balls what was i doing when i was their age i was playing video games and eating way too much that was that's what i was doing these kids are entrepreneurs, and nothing could possibly go wrong, right? Right. Nothing goes wrong when you when you deal drugs, right? Right. You know what we have here with this movie? What we have here is one of those films that I bet you a lot of people, if they if they watched it, they would enjoy it. But it just flew under the radar for way too many people. I I don't see many trailers for it anywhere. But maybe I don't watch the right networks. Maybe the networks I watch aren't tailored to the same crowd. I I, I don't know. But Even all the movies I've been to recently, I haven't seen trailers for this film. The only time I saw a trailer is when I purposely looked one up for the trailer trove on a previous episode of this show. That being said, this has a good cast. Matthew McConaughey is fantastic. So is Jennifer Jason Leigh. If you if you haven't watched Atypical, season two is out, and it is great. It is a great show. Um, Piper Laurie, I really don't remember her character and Carrie that much. Um, no one else I know. But those two leads, coupled with this newcomer who looks like he's doing a great job, and this looks like it's going to be a very reliable movie. Though, guess what? Do you want to see something that looks like a combination between American made and um, oh American animals? That one where those kids try to steal the painting from their college? So kids getting into crime and then drugs and, and all this stuff. This doesn't look as uncomfortable and unnecessary as MDMA did. Where with that one, she's just like, oh, I'm going to be this co-ed. I'm going to make ecstasy and then have a lot of sex. Yay, let's make a movie about this. But from the looks of this trailer, this kid gets in deep like really deep. And I did read about the story, but don't worry, I won't spoil it for you even though this is this is ancient history by this point. But the good thing is that this will be more about the journey. So even if you you get curious and you look it up, you're like, "Oh, this is how it ends." It's going to be more about what happened in that time. And that's what's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting seeing this kid become an informant for the FBI, how a teenager did this. And then became a big time drug dealer. My question is, oh, how are they going to make Rick look? Is he going to be a sympathetic character? Are you going to feel bad for him when things don't go well? Are you going to cheer when things do go well? Or are they going to make him look like, guess what? Some drug dealer who you normally wouldn't have any sympathy for? Which way are they gonna go? Are they going to make him are they gonna make him likable? Or maybe he'll start out likable when he's working for the FBI in the beginning of the movie, and then by the end you're like, oh no. F- this kid all right i hope his ass gets caught and shanked in jail but for me that is the big question that's a big question that i'm going to ask going into this movie because i will watch this but the question is when because i don't think i will see this in theaters if i see a movie this week it will be the next one white boy rick gets an eight out of eleven And with that, my future fans, it is time for the pick of the week, so say it with me. This is the predictable one. The pick of the week is The Predator. This is about the life and times of Kevin Spacey. Oh wait, no, wrong kind of predator. I mean, come on, I I had to make a joke, but I couldn't do the Jared Fogle one. I've already done that. So The Predator, when a young boy accidentally triggers the universe's most lethal hunters return to Earth, only a ragtag crew of ex-soldiers and a disgruntled science teacher can prevent the end of the human race. This stars Boyd Holbrook from Logan, Trevante Rhodes from Twelve Strong, Jacob Tremblay from Wonder, Keegan-Michael Key from Keanu, Olivia Munn from X-Men Apocalypse, Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us, Thomas Jane from The Punisher, Alfrey Allen from Game of Thrones, and Yvonne Strahovski from Chuck. And yes, this is still my pick of the week despite the controversy surrounding it. Because guess what? This isn't like Jeepers Creepers 3 or... Some other movie directed by a pedophile. Because it isn't Shane Black. He's not the one who committed the crime. He just had poor judgment when he put that creepy son of a bitch in the movie. Or like he claims, he didn't know. I don't know which one it is. And frankly, I don't care. Because at this point, those scenes are out of the movie. And so we can go into this movie seeing it controversy-free. Watching it without this supposed pedophile in it. So let's get off that topic and talk about the movie. This looks good. Remember, this is the film that was written by Shane Black, and I believe the guy's name is Fred Decker, the same guy who wrote Monster Squad. So f- yeah, of course, Monster Squad isn't the best isn't the best thing to quote when you're talking about a an action horror, but guess what? it's um, it was a good movie, and this looks good too. And Shane Black, um, regardless of his judgment I talked about before, is a reliable writer, reliable director. The Nice Guys was a a great movie. I loved that film. I trust Shane Black as a writer and director. And you know what? I liked Iron Man 3, despite its obvious downfalls. Like, their complete f*** up of the Mandarin even after that it was a good movie shane black does good work these actors uh, i'm not completely familiar with a lot of them but uh boyd holbrook was really good in logan jacob trembley was fantastic in wonder that was just a great movie Keegan michael key is great uh, olivia munn exists this has a good cast and like the worst worst person on this list could at very least be passable and when it comes to a movie like this that is what we need we need people who won't take us out of the movie we need a cast who we can we can watch the entire film and not have and not focus on oh this person's acting is terrible reminding us that it's a movie we want to get lost in a story we want to get lost in this hopefully at least semi scary telling of a uh, of a classic american horror figure and remember this is like action sci-fi horror so it's not the same as like michael myers jason freddy people like that this is on the level of guess what aliens yes aliens versus predators this is also more remin- reminiscent of terminator and things like that this is a very specific genre that i do think has wide appeal the first predator was great and you know what? I liked the second one. That was Danny Glover, I believe. I liked him. The Alien versus Predator movies were stupid, but they were fun. They were stupid fun. And Predators, the Adrian Brody one, that I really liked it. I thought it was good. I do not think it got the love it deserved. But this one, if any of them are going to get big love from the movie-going world as a whole, it's going to be this one. This has been hyped up like crazy, and everything we've seen thus far shows that it it deserves it. And guess what? This is also an action movie, so that's another reason why it's worth a watch in the theaters. White Boy Rick, A Simple Favor, Lizzie, Mandy, Patient Zero, Where Hands Touch, um, none of those really need a theater watch. This one, this is the one out of all the others this week where its enjoyability in theaters and its overall quality of a movie is both high enough to warrant it as the pick of the week. So, my future fans, if you see a movie this week, make sure it is this one. The Predator gets a nine out of 11.
1: There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy f***ing language.
0: Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there and am like, F-ck. Yeah, <laughs> the f- yeah. did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction.
0: The motherfucker's <laughs> a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s <laughs> and garnished with a crown of Shut the f-, f*** up. How the f*** did we get here? F***, f-, f- all that a jolly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMPodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring. So watch your mouth.
0: And with that, it is time for the question of the week. And we did get one answer. Let me open up the Twitters here. The first answer we get is from Brian Q. Brian Q had two answers. First, he said Mox Van Sindau of 30 or 40 years ago, so a younger Max von Sydow. He was from movies like Minority Report, Flash Gordon, and a personal favorite of mine, The Seventh Seal. And he was actually the voice of Vigo the Carpathian. That's right, from Ghostbusters 2. Brian goes on to say uh, uh, if he had to pick a modern actor, he'd like to see Matthew McConaughey continue hunting demons. And you have good answers, really good answers on that one. Uh, And now, because of that, you reminded me that I haven't seen Flash Gordon in way, way too long. So thank you for that answer. We go on to Anne's answer, and she says, Sarah Michelle Giller, she hasn't kicked butt since 2012. Anne, a huge fan of Buffy, so that... I really should have guessed that. And as for my answer, this actually was harder for me than I thought it was going to be. And then it came to me. Jason Statham. We know he does well in movies where he has to fight. We've seen the Transporter movies. We've seen the Fast and the Furious movies he's been in. Uh, Spy, even though he, as Anne just said, didn't do a great job kicking. butt in that one, he still, he knows what he's doing. The Crank movies, I can go on. Uh, Mechanic. But I would love to see a, a trilogy of revenge-style action movies with him in it. That's right, I never reminded you what the question was. Jesus, this cold is f***ing with my head. The question was, which actor or actress would you like to see get their own series of revenge-style movies? So we we heard from Brian Q. to reiterate, Max von Sydow and Matthew McConaughey. From Anne, we have Sarah Michelle Gellar. And from me, we have Jason Statham. So remember, everyone, it is never- too late to answer if it finally came to you if your answer is like oh of course i should have picked that person then let me know you can answer at any time so with that ladies and gentlemen it is time for the next question of the week and let's let's see if i can come up with something i'm going to pause really quick all right i got it okay so i mentioned alien versus predator and the predator is coming out this week who would you like to see paired off in a movie where they fight each other you could keep it horror themed uh, it could be horror-themed like Alien vs. Predator, or you could go go crazy with it. Tell me, who would you like to see face-off in a movie? And remember, this movie will be like Aliens vs. Predator or Freddy vs. Jason. So this is over-the-top battle royale. So tell me, who do you want to see face-off? So let's end this as we always do with the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app as well as the somewhat nerdy website that is somewhat nerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it. If you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating, I would love five stars, please. And then share the podcast. Tell your friends, Hey, you friend, do you like movies? Well, listen to this podcast, homie. Cause that's how you talk to your friends, right? That's how people talk to each other these days. Also leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing, right? tell me what you think I need to improve on. And how do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Someone Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter at S W N. Same for Instagram. Email me a billionreviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts. Also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Watch Em Out podcast. Great friends of the show. There's also the Somewhat Nerdy website where you can check out all of our latest blogs. I'm hard at work at a few more, so keep your eye on the site for that. And finally, my dear friends, my dear dear listeners, my future fans. Please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.